Aloha! Welcome to the Haleona Kaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, links the parable about forgiveness in Matthew 18, 21 to the fundamental teaching on love from Luke 6, 27. Love your neighbor and relate to them the way you want God to relate to you. By the grace of God, we must start relating with compassion and truly forgiving one another. Lord, we bless this word this morning. You speak to us. Let it be alive and practical and something that we can take home and really apply in our lives and, and change. Right? I mean, the whole reason we come here is because I, I think we think, we all agree, that we need something. Right? There is something that in my life that's not quite right. And I'm looking for answers. You know, and then you can look for answers anywhere, and then you cannot find. But except if you look for something greater than what you see around you for answers. You know, and that's what we that's how we start our relationship with God. Right? And our relationship with God is not really uh, how do not necessarily correct because we carry with within us a lot of baggage and limitations and, and you know man-made doctrines and religion. And what we're trying to do is get rid of that and really find the purity of a, a walk with God. And I love to go and, and look for what is really behind what we are doing. Because what we are here to do, we're believing in the Lord, our Savior. When it started, it was not really what we see around us. Is that okay? I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to judge anybody. I'm just looking. I, I want to look for the truth. Right? And the truth is that we believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord, the Savior. But what does it mean, the Savior? What does it mean? What did he do? Right? John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he sent his son to save the world, not to judge the world. So that's a, a very central point of what we believe here. He did not come to judge us. He came to save us, and he came to save us, how? Well, whatever you've done wrong, when you left a relationship with God, you're forgiven and you can return. He, that's what it's called salvation, the Redeemer. He's opening the door through forgiveness of sins for us to have a relationship with him, right? That's important. So I want us to get the point that forgiveness is a central part of what we believe in a walk with God. Because without forgiveness, we cannot have a relationship with God. Right? So we're talking about the Day of Atonement, the Day of Forgiveness. And again, 
This is why it's one of the most holy days for the Jewish tradition. Because without atonement, you cannot have a relationship with God. Okay? So let's go back to Jesus and how he taught us. He started verse 9, uh, Matthew chapter 6. Pray then in this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We usually stop right there. But this morning I want to keep reading two more verses. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Ha! Tricky. If forgiveness is a central part of our relationship with God, there is something here that I can trigger, I can do to receive that. And he's teaching here the disciples how to pray, and he's making a very important point here that you come and say, forgive us as we have forgiven. Are you guys with me? You know, when we come and we come in like the days of awe, the days of repentance, the Feast of Tabernacles, the month of Elul, everything that we're talking about, this whole period before the Day of Atonement is a time where you are working in your relationships with one another before you approach the Day of Atonement. You're asking for forgiveness and you are forgiving others before you approach the day of you before the Lord asking for forgiveness. And this is so central because this is what Jesus Christ was teaching his disciples. Like, you need to work all of this here before you try to work with your relationship with, with God. This is so important because he Everything that Christ taught, talked about was relationships, right? The way you treat one another, the way you love one another, the way you, you do not, I mean, all the, the commandments, the Ten Commandments about relationships and how you treat your neighbor, okay? So let's go to, are you guys with me still? Yes. Matthew 18, and we're going to read a parable. And, you know, I love taking time to read the parables because there is so much more than we usually read in the, the surface. And this morning is going to be fun, I hope. Okay, Matthew 18, verse 21. Then Peter came and said to him, don't you guys love Peter? I can relate to Peter because he's just as human as I am. Always trying to get away or get by, right? So, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Right? Can you give me just the least amount, please? 
so I can be able to make it, right? Up to seven times, right? Seven is a very biblical number. Like, look, maybe I'm going to get it right here. I'm going to try. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. Whenever you read about a king, you can write God. God will come to settle accounts. And probably on the Day of Atonement, he comes to settle accounts. Maybe he was telling this parable in preparation for the Feast of Tabernacles, right? Verse 24, when he had begun to settle them, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. I mean, and then, I mean, I always read this, 10,000 talents, great, right? And then you just keep reading. But since he did not have the means to repay, meaning it's a lot of money. And I'm going to explain better when I get to the other one. He did not have the means to repay. His Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had and repayment be made. Okay, the guy owed so much that everything that he had, his family, everything would have to be sold and probably would not be able to repay what he owed. So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him saying, have patience with me and I will repay you everything. No, you won't. Now, if you, if you have like 10,000 lifetimes, you're not going to repay him. <laughs> and the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. That's awesome, right? The guy owed a lot of money, a lot of money. That slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And he seized him and began to choke him, saying, Pay back what you owe me. Now let's make a comparison here. How much did the first one owe? 10,000 10, talents. The second one owed him 100 denarii. Okay? One talent is 6,000 denarii. 10,000 talents is what? 60 million, right? 60 million denarii. So this guy was forgiven 60 million denarii. And this guy, little guy here, owed him 100. One denarii is, would be basically what you make in a day of work. So this guy here owed this guy 100 days of work. 
This guy owed to the king 60 million days of work. How many lifetimes is that? Right? This is fun to make this comparison. But let's keep reading, right? We, you, we all know the end of the story, but I never saw it this clear and such a, like an overkill. I mean, Christ was really like making a point here. When we talk about forgiveness, we have no idea of how much we owe. From the moment that we are born and that we, I don't know, maybe violate one or two of the principles that God established before us, <laughs> right? And then we spent a couple years with somebody and that person does a little thing with us and then we, okay, you're done. I'm done with you. Verse 28. Let's try to get to the end of this. But that slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, and seized, he seized him and began to choke him, saying, Pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. He was using almost the exact words that the first ser servant spoke to the king. That should mean something, right? But he was unwilling and went and threw him in prison until he should pay back what he owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, his Lord said to him, you wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? And his Lord moved with anger, handed him over to the torturers until he should repay all that was owed him. How long would that take? Forever. My heavenly Father, we also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from the, your heart. I want to be free. And I want to be free to come before the Lord and ask for forgiveness. You know, because one thing I know, I need it. I don't even need to do anything wrong. My mind takes care of that. I think. I judge. I, I evaluate. I, I, I mean, that's one of the things that we, we, we read in the New Testament all the time. Judge not last you'll be judged. Because when you're judging, you are, you're passing judgment. You're not forgiving. This is out of, book, out of a book that I'm reading all the time. 
the parables, the Jewish tradition and Christian interpretation by Brad Young, true religion builds relationships not only with God, but also with other people who are created in the divine image. The foundation of this powerful teaching is emphasized also in rabbinic thought. Rabbi Gamaliel Beribi once said, he who is merciful to others will have mercy shown to him by heaven. He who is not merciful to others will not have mercy shown to him by heaven. It's weird because, you know, the more you, you study, the more you will see how much religion can become more and more judgmental. And of that, I think we have to repent. You know, I, I would never do that. Right? I'm so better than that. You know, how come that person do that? And, you know, like, I cannot even be around that person. Right? And then when you really think about this, bring salvation to us. God had to come down and be like one of us. He had to relate to us in the level that we are. He had to sit down with everybody that was rejected of society at that time. You know, and he was judged by that, and he was rejected by that because of doing that, because of the religious people. No, 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 we are better because we are doing all of this. And he was saying, no, 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 I'm going to give you the example here. You're going to relate, and you're going to love people, and as you relate to them and you forgive them, you open the door for them to come close. Let's go to Luke 6, verse 31. Look at this. This is, to me, this is like, forget all the complication of doctrines, of what is sin, what is not sin, what's right, what is this denomination, the other denomination. Let's just go back to the truth here, okay? I always, I love that. You know, maybe we'll read that again. Love your, the Lord your God, with all your heart, and love your neighbor as yourself, in that you fulfill all the scriptures. Eliminate all the complications of religion, and do the two things. The way you want to relate to God, you relate to your neighbor. What you want to receive from God, you give to your neighbor. That's it, simple. And that's what we're going to read here. Luke 6, 31. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. Man, that's so easy, right? We wish. Again, Lord, bless us with this. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. It doesn't say here, at least in my Bible, maybe your translation is different. Treat others 
the way they treat you, right? Treat others the way you want them to treat you when they start treating you that way. It doesn't say that, right? It's saying, you do it. You do it. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good. And land expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. For he himself is kind and to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. And do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardon and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if this thing of forgiveness from the heart isn't really the key to really open the door for us to be really blessed. And I want to I wanna come during this time and say, Lord, I don't want to just know it with my mind. And I don't want to just oh, say, okay, I'm going to, uh, okay. <clears throat> He's telling me to forgive. I'm going to forgive. We tried that before. It doesn't work. You know, but it has to be something deep from our heart that we ask the Father, say, Father, help me. Unforgiveness is like drinking the poison, expecting the other person to die. Unforgiveness is poisonous because it closes the door for God to answer our prayers because he's waiting for me to relate to my neighbor as he is willing to relate to everybody. Let's go to Matthew again. 22, 36. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. I always say this, you know, I love how a walk with God is easier than people make it be. You know, it's not a lot of complicated laws and do's and don'ts. It's saying, you know what? You treat 
others as you want them to treat you. You treat others as you want God to treat you. One more quote from this book, The Parables, the Jewish Tradition and Christian Interpretation. In the cultural context, the sacred calendar of the Jewish people may provide the setting in life for this parable that we read. The 10-day period between the Jewish New Year and the Day of Atonement was designated for seeking forgiveness between individuals. A person was not prepared to seek divine mercy during the great fast on the Day of Atonement if he or she had not first sought reconciliation with his or her neighbor. The Day of Atonement was the experience of the community as every person participated in the fast. The preparation for this collective experience, however, focused on the necessity to forgive one another on a personal level so as to approach God without a bitter heart. Mercy from above depended upon showing mercy to those below. Isn't that awesome? And he'll say, Lord, we come before you and we need help. You know, we need help because it's, it's almost impossible for our human nature and our mind to really forgive. You know, because we have memories, right? And we were talking about that last night. We have some cracks in the record. Then we go, and we always go back to the same ways of thinking. We have to, by the, the provision of God, that's why you know, we need God. That's why we're here. Nobody's in church because they are better than anybody. <laughs> we are only here because we realize that we, we, we need help. You know, and we, we are looking for something to come and, and change us. And, and help us to get over this hurdle. You know, but we all carry things from growing up, from relationships, experiences, that we, we a lot of times even hold a grudge with God. I mean, at the end of the day, that's where, you know, our problem is. We do not agree with things the way they are a lot of times. And why did this happen to me? Why did that happen to me? And we, we have to come with a broken heart and say, Lord, help us. Yes. You know, like the disciples, I believe, that, that centurion, right? I believe, help me in my unbelief. <laughs> I, I want your forgiveness, but I need your help to forgive others. Right. I need the impartation of your nature your love, I mean, forgiveness, mercy, grace, it's all related to the love of God, and God is love. And when we love, because he first loved us, we start appropriating part of his nature, and part of that nature will reflect in how we are going to relate to one another. Amen? And I want to bless us this week with this word. Lord, Holy Spirit, help us and in the, the little areas, the simple areas, 
in our lives and our relationships that we can start exercising this. And I want to see a reflection of this in the way that we, we can talk to you. The way that our bodies are gonna reflect, our mental health, our physical health will reflect the fact that we are opening the channel of communication with God because we're cleaning the ways, channels of communication with one another because we're removing the unforgiveness. Amen. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.